0: episode 151, episode 151 of the Childless Not By Choice podcast. My name is Savella Morgan. My mission is to recognize and speak to the Childless Not By Choice women and men around the world, reminding you, reminding us that we can live joyful, relevant, fulfilled Childless Not By Choice lives. And whether you have children or not, thank you for tuning in. Episode 151, you guys, I'm like loving this. I'm in the 150s. (laughs) I love it. Episode 151, and what is today's show about? Being anchorless on Mother's Day. And we'll talk more about that in just a moment. But first, if you're following the Childless Not By Choice podcast, I thank you. This is the podcast, my podcast, Childless Not By Choice. It's really easy to do if you're not, and it costs nothing to follow. They used to call it subscribing, but now they call it following. It's the same thing. And again, it costs nothing to do. You simply go to Apple Podcast, the Apple Podcast app, search for Childless Not By Choice Podcast, and hit follow. If you need help, always, 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 anytime, reach out to me. Give me a day or so to respond if I don't respond right away. Sometimes I actually... I'm online and I can respond right away to a question or a query. But if not, give me a day or so—24 to 48 hours—is what I always say. If you need help, and I will respond. So, as soon as a new episode comes out, when you're following or subscribed—I always—I must use the word "subscribed." When you are following, you get a notification that a new episode is out, and you can go listen right away. And if you're not following, then You'll probably be searching for it or once I start promoting it, which I tend to do like a few days later, then you'll know it's out. And I mean, that's fine. But the more followers, the better. The more people talking about the podcast, the better. The more people sharing the episodes, the better. Share your favorite episode. Tell someone about it. It helps get the word out when you do all of those things. There are people, and I'll talk more about that in just a moment, there are patrons of the show who make a financial contribution on a monthly basis. And that's appreciated. They're part of the team. And I appreciate it. The team being the podcast producer, the website manager, the podcast host, Libsyn. Everyone's a part of the team. So please become a part of the team, either by becoming a patron, which, as I said, I'll mention in just a moment, or follow and tell others about it. That makes you a team member as well. As a matter of fact, those who are patrons, they get all the news first. So the patrons, anything new going on in the platform, which is probably not a whole lot going on right now, because if you listen to episode 150, you know there's a lot going on in my life right now and continues to go on. But if you are a patron, you're going to hear all the things first. Same with followers. As soon as you, an episode comes out, you get the episode right away. You know, it's there. If you're not following, then you'll hear about it. Like I said, a few days later, maybe sometimes a week later, you'll hear about the episode being out. So however you can help, whether it's through being a financial patron, which I guess that's what a patron is, (laughs) or by following the podcast and getting it, the episodes as soon as they come out, and telling others about the podcast, telling them about your favorite episode. You know, someone, one of my listeners, she's been listening for quite some time. I actually met her when I went to a podcast movement convention. For those of you who do not know what podcast movement is, it is the largest podcasting convention in the world. They average about 3,000 attendees every single year. And I've had the opportunity to go several times. So I met one of my listeners at podcast movement, I think it was 2018, in Pittsburgh. They had the event in Pittsburgh at the Marriott. I was happy to be able to meet two listeners, actually. But one of the listeners, we still follow each other on Instagram. She's fabulous. She knows who she is. And she had posted that she just really appreciates everything that I do in the space. And she's told other people about the podcast, other friends, people that she knows are childless, not by choice. And that's, I love it. I love it. I thank you. When you do things like that, it helps promote the podcast. And that's why I started it in the first place. I started it so that I could get the word out globally, globally to all corners of the earth. And I know that my listeners are from all corners of the earth. So wherever on this planet you are, if you are childless not by choice, I thank you for listening, first of all. Second, please help get the word out by telling others about it. It's appreciated. That's that's every podcaster. There are a couple things that every podcaster has in common, no matter what the subject matter is that they're podcasting about. And one of them is promotion. I mean, they started their podcast. We started our podcasts to promote our topic, our subject matter, and get the word out and get people to listen and call. Or, you know, you can call. There is a 90-second call-in message thingy on the website, childlessnotbychoice.net. You can call in and leave a message. I've had a couple of listeners do that, and I just love it. I love it. So call, um, inbox me on Instagram or Facebook, email me at Sevilla at SevillaMorgan.com, whatever you prefer. I've gotten messages since, well, no, before the last episode came out, I think. I got a couple of messages, so... You guys, I love it. I am here for it. The queries, messenger messengers or messenger messages, (laughs) all of the things, all of the ways that people reach out. Thank you. Share, follow, subscribe, whatever they want to call it these days. Become a patron. That's a financial person who gives financially monthly. All of that is helping me promote this Childless Not By Choice podcast and getting the word out that we do exist. So thank you very much. But I guess I said all that to say, when you are following, when you are a patron, you're going to get all the information first. You know, it's only fear, right? <laughs> and of course, if you're not able to do either of those, that's fine, I get it. But if you have any questions about becoming a patron or following, let me know. So I would like to take this moment to thank the people who make a financial contribution to the platform on a monthly basis, my Patreon contributors. Your contributions again help me pay my podcast producer, podcast host, Zoom. Most of my interviews happen on Zoom. Everybody, everybody in the background, thank you for helping out with your financial monthly contributions. And if you're not yet a patron and you'd like to be a patron, visit patreon.com forward slash childless not by choice to set up your monthly contribution. No matter your giving level, I have a gift for you. If you prefer a one-time or once in a while, you can make a contribution via PayPal at booksbycevillamorgan at gmail.com. That's the email address to PayPal funds. Everything goes back into the platform, I promise. If that ever changes, I will let you know. (laughs) That means things got really cool really fast. Right now, no. Everything that I get in goes right back out into the platform to pay for things. So, any questions, let me know. You can also visit net. Look to the left on the home screen. Click on the link below the telephone to leave me a 90-second message, as I was talking about before. And those are all the things. <laughs> So this is the episode Anchorless on Mother's Day. You know, this is year four since my mom left this world. I hear tell year three is the worst year of grieving a loss, and I gotta tell you, I think they may be right because it was a rough year last year. I just cried my eyeballs out, and that was year number three. So maybe it's a thing, I don't know. Does that make year four and beyond more manageable? Ah, eh, maybe. But, you know, one of the important lessons I learned along the grieving journey is that people grieve differently, you know, and I'm glad I learned that early because I would have been upset at certain people that did not seem to grieve the way I was grieving. They didn't, you know, I was like, "Mm, are they really sad? (laughs) Of course they are. But people grieve in different ways and like I said, I'm glad I learned that early on, so I you know, wasn't upset for no reason. You know, I also realized that my grief was not necessarily more important, it was just different. And different can happen for many reasons. I mean, it can happen if you were the last person to see that person alive or you were the primary caregiver, like I was for my mom and I am for my dad. It does not mean that the people who were not there or who were not primary caregivers are not grieving. It just means that people grieve differently. And that's something to really keep in mind, whether we're grieving the loss of a parent or loved one or the loss of our our childlessness. You may see a childless woman and think, oh, she doesn't seem real sad. Keep in mind, people grieve differently. That was a very important lesson. I said it, but that that was really important for me to learn because, like I said, I know I would have been upset (laughs) if I did not get that understanding early. So anyway, does year four and beyond bring a lesser grief? I don't know. I don't think so. I think grief just becomes more manageable with time, and that's it. I mean, I find that I smile more when talking about my mom now. I was told that that would happen, but I did not believe it. There was no way you know, when I first lost my mom, I'm like, how could I ever, ever smile again about my mom? But I I do. She had a lot of jokes. She loved jokes. She loved to laugh. I am convinced she would have loved all of those little things on TikTok. She would have loved TikTok. And I've mentioned in the past that, you know, even the jokes that she, 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 things that she found funny were like things that happened on the evening news. It's like, how how do you find the evening news funny but it was the, the i guess it was the stupid stuff that people did when they were trying to like you know look i'm trying to remember one particular news story where this guy was trying to get into a locked building so he could steal and he tried to get in through the crawl space up in the ceiling and he fell through the ceiling and <laughs> my mom thought it was funny you know so i'm like okay <laughs> She just thought it was hilarious. She's like, these people do the silliest things. But yeah, she loved jokes, and I can laugh about it now. I mean, I I think about the jokes she told us over and over about her childhood. There are inside jokes I will take with me to my grave. (laughs) There are things that she made me promise not to tell. You know, a lot of it benign, really, but I will honor her memory by keeping my promises to her because, you know, that's the kind of person I am. You know, so, yeah, I can smile now, but I I definitely miss her like crazy. And I think that, you know, no matter how old or young you are, when you lose your mother, it, it doesn't matter. That's your anchor. And so, you know, yes, it, it's bad if a 10-year-old loses his mother, is or her mother, because you really do need your mom at 10, yes. So when I say it doesn't matter, that's not what I mean. Yes, you do need your mom at 10 versus maybe in your 40s or 50s or even your 30s, but you still feel anchorless, whether you're 10 or 40. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. You're losing an anchor. That's all I can say, and at least temporarily anyway, because the feeling of the loss of an anchor, I felt like I really, literally felt like my body was bobbing around (laughs) like one of those buoys out in the water. Just like nothing to hang on to. That's something else I learned early in my grief journey. I, I couldn't figure it out. I felt lost. It was scary. I'm an adult, and it was still scary. I felt lost. Like I said, I felt like a buoy out in the middle of the ocean, although I guess buoys are connected to something. Anyway, they're just bobbing around. Then I heard someone mention that she felt anchorless after losing her mother, and I remember thinking, that's it. That's the feeling I have, but I didn't understand it. I didn't know how to describe it, and that was the feeling, anchorless. So, You know, it's so important, at least for me, to listen to other people's grief journey. It may not be exactly like my grief journey, but like I said, I've learned so much just by listening to other people and their journey and what they've been through. So it's so important, at least for me, to listen to other people's grief journey. It doesn't mean mine will be the exact journey. It just means I can glean something. And I have. I I, I have heard some women say that it's been 20 years since they lost their mom and they still miss their mom so much. And I'm like, what? I can't feel like this for 20 years. Are you kidding me? But now four years in, I realize what they mean. I mean, yes, it's still early days for me, but I can see how you can miss someone forever, but still be able to manage life even as you manage loss. And uh, that's what I'm realizing when they say it's been 20 years and I still miss my mom. You know, how do you describe an anchor? It seems such a simple thing, but it's not really. You've heard stories of people thinking they maybe dropped anchor on their little boats or whatever, and they they wake up and they're like miles away. Have you ever heard those stories? Anchors are important. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I have no choice, right? Four years in, it's early days. I still miss her. I still think about her. I still wish she was here to talk to her. Yes, I am surrounded by fabulous people, thankfully. Thankfully, surrounded by some very fabulous people, but the anchor is gone. And and I know they know, and they see the grief. And I'm telling you, it's been four years, but I don't know. It's I don't know how to describe it. I'm sure many of you are going through the same thing or have gone through the same thing. Loss of a mother, but... It just the the world is different. That's what it is. The world is different and it will probably never be the same again because the anchor is gone. And I don't mean to sound so negative or defeatist, but it is it's true. It doesn't mean I don't have happy days. I don't I I doesn't mean I don't laugh. I'm able to laugh. There are people who make me laugh. There are a lot of TikToks <laughs> that make me laugh. So yes, I, I'm i laughing and I have enjoyable days and... But the anchor is gone. I guess that's it. Uh, no more, I guess, to say really on that. But I can see how you can miss someone forever, but still be able to manage life even as you manage loss. That's it. And you know... If you do not or did not get along with your mother, if she did not care for you like a mother should or the way you needed her to, I believe you can feel angerless as well. I believe it is definitely a type of loss. And I'm sorry for your loss. I hope and pray for you a peace that passes all understanding as you continue on your life's journey. And I, I get it. I, I I know I may have had and many of us have different experiences. We have all types of experiences with our moms. Our moms were people, you know, they went through things and they went through things before we came along and all of those things. Sometimes I used to imagine my mom as a little girl. I don't know if anybody else has ever done that, but I used to imagine her well before she passed when she would tell us her her stories about being a child, being her and her siblings, being the only kids in the neighborhood, but finding a way to harass some of the neighborhood (laughs) neighbors. (laughs) She used to tell and then go home and get in trouble because the neighbors would report it to their parents, to her parents. I mean, I'm like, Why, if you knew you're the only kids in the neighborhood, would you do these things? She's like, we were kids. We weren't thinking about that stuff. So, you know, all the jokes and the stories that she told, I I, I will always remember those. And so I know if we're all having different experiences, but we we have to, we're we're dealing with different personalities and people are people are people, you know? So just hoping that if, you had negative experiences that your heart is healing and your, your your mind and your soul are healing day by day. So I wonder, is there a convergence at a certain point in life as we continue on our childless, not by choice journey where the two types of grief, the loss of a mother and the childlessness, do they converge? I think maybe yes. For me, off and on, I felt a little, like I said, off kilter because there's no one to look back to for guidance, comfort, or commiseration, which is what I got from my mom. And then no one to look forward to in a in, in a child, whether that child is a child or an adult, to see what's going on in the next generation. The only real connection I have to the next generation would be the young people in my life, mainly my nephews, whom I always talk about. You know, I get a little snippet of what the next generation is dealing with, managing, experiencing by watching their lives. And so, you know, I can feel a little bit out of touch sometimes with the current music and other trends, because I don't have kids. Honestly though, I think 80s music is the best music ever. I, I don't even, after the 80s, I didn't even really get into too much as far as music or, you know, I used to watch basketball when Michael Jordan and that whole crew were playing basketball, you know, Larry Bird and all of the all of that those people. But, but, you know, after the 80s, I just, uh, I got into football and I'm still into American football and I'm still into the, you know, into football. Anybody who knows me knows I love the New England Patriots. But I just, you know, it's like the 80s were it. It Maybe, maybe that's what happens with every generation. But the 80s were it. 80s music. <laughs> so anyway, if you have younger nieces and nephews whose lives you are allowed or able to be a part of, Create relationship with them. I've said it before. It's easier when they're younger, of course, but no matter when it is, start. If you haven't already, make a genuine attempt. Even if it's a card every once in a while, a gift card to their favorite place or on their birthday, you know, go to a game when you can. Just, you know, show up because it'll it'll pay off i've been having some conversations lately with one of my nephews some questions that he he has and i'm just i feel so honored to be able to talk to him about these things things based on my background so if you if you can i know sometimes it's not easy I've heard the stories sometimes, you know, you're punished if you can't babysit and so you don't get to see your nieces and nephews. Yes, it's true. I've been told the stories. And so I get it if you can't, but if you can try to create relationship with these people, it'll come back to you and it'll be just beautiful. So I hope that, you know, that you're able to have those conversations with them. I mean, even when they're little, you know, and even when they're grown, just the, the different conversations that you have with them as they go through life, it's just, it's beautiful. So I hope you can get to experience that. So before I leave you, you guys know I love lists. I want to remind you, reminder, Mother's Day, yes, it's a day of recognition. There are many fabulous moms, stepmoms, foster moms, grandmoms, you know, grandmothers that are having to take the role of a mom, aunt moms, (laughs) aunts who have literally had to take the role of a mom, you name it. There are fabulous women out there doing fabulous things to raise wonderful and fabulous kids because that in turn makes society move along a little bit better because, you know, without these people there would be what I call societal mayhem. I mean, you think it's crazy now. Just imagine. There are wonderful, fabulous people out there keeping the world from falling apart by raising wonderful children. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) So I applaud the moms out there on Mother's Day. If you are childless not by choice, though, remember that you are worthy. We are worthy. With or without the recognition on Mother's Day, we are worthy. We are alive, so we have a role to play in this world. Never forget that you have a role to play. If you're on this planet, you are here for a reason, no matter what anyone tells you. Don't let anyone allow you to feel less than on Mother's Day. Which leads to my next point. Point number three, practice mental health. If it means staying off of social media for the day or for the week, do it. If it means skipping a Mother's Day luncheon, skip it. <laughs> if you recall from earlier episodes, I had stopped going to church on Mother's Day after my mom passed. I only went to honor her. I mean, I had been going all along for years, and then I got to the point, I was like, you know what, this isn't working for me. So I stopped. But then I started going to her church with her to honor her. But now that she's gone, I skip church on Mother's Day. And that's my way of practicing mental health. And so do whatever is best for you. Don't let anyone guilt you into doing anything you prefer not to do. So you don't have to go to the luncheon. You don't have to. I think I created a hashtag called, You Don't Have To. I'm pretty sure I did. Next point, at least to the next point, create and maintain those firm but kind boundaries I talk about all the time. So, that number three, point number three, becomes easier to do. And it will, I promise. It takes practice. It really takes practice. Do you recall from episode 150, as we close out our time here together, where I mentioned that most childless, not by choice, yeah, that was a deep pivot. <laughs> Most Childless Not By Choice listeners probably have had or will have some type of surgery. Well, I asked that question in the Childless Not By Choice with Savella Morgan Facebook page, and I got a number of responses. So, feel free to email me at Savilla at or messenger me on Facebook or Instagram. Instagram is at Relevance. And let me know if you've had surgery or if you have a a surgery coming up. I'm keeping a poll. It's just a poll for us, you know, just to see how things stand with us as far as surgeries and all of that. Because I love statistics. (laughs) I love numbers. So I'll keep that poll open for a while longer and I'll share the statistics. No names. I promise I never do that. No names or any identifying markers. Just statistics. Maybe, I don't even know if I have the age range really. I kind of probably do, but I'll just share whatever statistics I come up with as far as who's had surgery and who's going to have surgery. You know, as Childless Not-By-Choice Women, what surgeries have we had, how many? And I've, I've gotten a few responses in the group, so that's pretty cool. So if you would like to take part in the poll, messenger me or email me and let me know, and I will put a little tick mark next to the surgery. So... Like I said, no identifying markers, more so just the the surgery, the type of surgery. And remember to go to the childlessnotbychoice.net website if you have a surgery coming up to see my blog on post-hysterectomy do's and don'ts. Do check that out because, like I said in the last episode, I don't feel like they tell us all those things like not wearing heels. and maybe, maybe they think it's common sense. I don't know. Not wearing heels right after surgery. Not wearing anything too binding around your, your belly because, you know, you're still healing. So if you are about to have a surgery, Please allow your body to heal. I remember after each of my surgeries, even just moving around just to, you know, if I wanted to to take a shower or whatever, just taking the shower wore me out because your body is literally recuperating from trauma. It's a traumatic event to go through whatever surgery it is. So be kind to yourself and do the right thing by yourself as far as not moving around too quickly after your surgery. But go to the website and check out that blog. It's pretty cool. And if you have any questions ever, just reach out to me, Savilla at Savillamorgan.com. That other survey that I created quite a while back, the link is still there in the show notes. Be sure to check out the show notes. I don't have a lot of links as far as research or even articles of interest right now. If I find anything by the time I post it, it'll be in the show notes. So always, always, always check out the show notes. Oh, I wanted to say a special thank you to a good friend. She said that mothers in disguise are called aunts. Mothers in disguise are called aunts. And so check out her quote. You'll see her name in the show notes. And I really, really, really like that quote. Mothers in disguise are called aunts. And don't take her out of her quotes. Her name is right there next to the quote. So I'm going to let you go to the show notes so you can see her beautiful name. So anyway. Thank you for tuning in to the May 2023 episode, episode 151, Anchorless on Mother's Day. I hope you have a fabulous May or that you are having a fabulous May. And until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye.